Chalk Talk with Vicky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show. And enjoy the show you will, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another fantastic week, episode 230 of the HR Talk franchise. Moving on down the train, you're not going to stop this train until it's time for us to all get off. And who knows when that time's going to be. Ladies and gentlemen, my name's JC, all the way up in the northeastern end of the United States, where finally, at the end of the street with a little less smog on the road so I can see Canada, and all the way down to sunny central Florida in the land, where the mouse has closed the doors permanently for the time being, temporarily speaking, Ricky Bias. Hello, hello, JC, my brother from another mother. How are you? Dude, it's been a crazy week. There's a lot going on, man. It really is. so, So hold on. Before we jump into it, I got a question to ask you. Yeah, talk to me. Would it be okay with you for me to commission that cute little voice to do my voicemail? Yeah, absolutely. That would be awesome. Dude, absolutely. Man. You know, I mean, there, there <laughs> might be a nominal fee. It might cost a little bit more than the cost of the face of the franchise, but that's just how it rolls. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? I'm good. That's how it I goes, for, buddy. I pay for good talent. That's why you don't pay me? <laughs> I was insinuating to the face as a oh, joke, but oh, damn, oh, you okay. took that really, okay. really yeah, deep, no. bro. Well, people ask all the time. Ricky, people ask all the time. They're like, hey, you got these people that come on the show. You pay them or they pay you. I'm like, neither. And then they ask, well, what's wrong with these people? Why do they go on your podcast? I'm like, because they're good people. They've got great information. They're fantastic people. Absolutely. The people who come on the podcast have the same they have the same passion for what we're talking about. It's some people have the same passion about tigers and lions in a zoo in Oklahoma. Oh, don't even get me started on that one. That show is <laughs> such a mess. I, mean, I just my finished God. it last night, bro. Yeah. I I just, for anyone is, that doesn't know, I think it's oh, called like the Tiger Spanker or something on the Netflix. Tiger King. Something Tiger like King. That. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> it is crazy it stuff. Is, a train wreck that unexpectedly turns into an even more bigger train wreck is amazing. Well, talking it. about train wrecks, the uh, world of business has been quite a bit of a train wreck over the past few weeks. But kudos to everyone out there in the HR world yeah. and in the business sectors for keeping it moving. The biggest thing to remember during this time, ladies and gentlemen, it comes down to good faith efforts, right? If yes, you're trying to yes. do good things on your side and employees are doing good faith efforts and good faith actions on their part, everyone's trying to do the right thing. Rules and things are changing literally day to day right now. Fluid. It is absolutely unbelievable, Rick. It is. It is. It is unbelievable. It's uh, everything is happening at breakneck speed and you're going to start to see some responses that later on down the road, you're going to scratch your head. But right now, you won't because you think it's the right thing to do with everything that's going on so quickly. And, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, and it's uh, everyone it's doing the best times. that they can. It's everyone literally Correct. doing the best that they can in the most honest to goodness faith possible to make positive things happen. Right. Well, well, that's objective, right? Because you can have people like you and me who are tr- really trying to do the best that we possibly can for what the right thing is. But then you may have some business leaders who their definition of doing the best that they can may not include employees. They're just focusing on the bottom line. I oh, mean, you mean like crisis. buying up an old hospital in New York City and not letting them use it to uh, help facilitate <laughs> medical needs because you're not See meeting the saying? fair market value of the, the They're rental. doing the best that they yeah, can, JC. The best they can, right. Right. <laughs> That's what they're doing. Yeah. So, nah. well, yeah, look, man. Uh, H.R. 6201, big bill that mm-hmm. went down the pike, got uh, voted in. This is going to be uh, a huge topic of discussion to kick things off. Ricky, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Mr. David Miklas. Um, Ooh. 
Yeah. Kind of a show, man. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. He yeah. stepped up to the plate and, and he gave us a solid analysis of that HR 6201. Uh, talked about some of that input and feedback uh, and guidance that's coming from the Department of Labor during this time, okay. as well as a lot of great things in between. Hey, before I hit the gas on that, why don't you tell everyone just a little bit about David Miklas, how he kind of fits into the fold of the show and, and who he is. Because let me tell you something, in the Southeast, people know him. And nationally, yes. a lot of people know him. I mean, we're talking about a world-renowned employment labor attorney. But That's from right. your perspective, if I may. So David Miklas, he is an employment and labor law attorney. And he focuses pretty much well, pretty much on employment and labor law from the employer's perspective. So what he does, he goes ahead and helps employers avoid these pitfalls that they can easily fall into during any legal issue. right? So he's been really busy even before this coronavirus stuff. Now, when this hits, the floodgates open for him because now you have all these laws coming down that, again, they were they were developed and in breakneck speed and they're now they're being delivered. And there's a lot of questions out there that employers and employees need to know, which is why I'm so grateful that he decided to come on and give us some of his valuable time to decipher those as best possible. And again, uh, we're going to mention it during the clip here. Not a deep dive, not official legal advice uh it's definitely not, contact yeah. your legal counsel for further you know discussion but it's it's a good general high level overview i'm gonna go ahead and hit that clip rick okay roger that go ahead. and ladies and gentlemen we do have on the line with us today david miklas we will be taking a high level look at hr 6201 families first coronavirus response act of the 116th congress we're going to hone in specifically on Division E, Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act. And this section requires employers to provide paid sick time to employees who are unable to work due to the effects of COVID-19. Uh, please welcome to the show, Mr. David Miklas. How are you, sir? Great, great. Thanks for having me back again. Oh, you're certainly more than welcome. So regarding this act, uh, H.R. 62, many pages, a lot of language there is, as we yep. discussed in the honing in on Division E, the Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act. Of In, in your words, uh, just a few thoughts about the act in general and, and uh, your perspective. Sure. Well, um, in plain language, what this means for most employers is that uh, most employers will be required to provide full-time employees with up to 80 hours of paid sick leave if the employees are unable uh, to work, including telework, due to COVID-19. And then the amount of pay is either going to be full pay or two-thirds of pay, depending on what the reason is for the COVID-19 related leave. How, how specifically does this impact employers who have stayed open as essential during this time versus those that may have closed during this time and, th and their employees are home? Okay. Um, well, uh, this actually brings up what exactly is meant by the term during this time. And um, the Department of Labor issued a Q&A um, called the Families First Coronavirus Response Act Questions and Answers. And it initially had 14 Q&As. And then this Q&A was updated during the evening of Thursday, March 26th. And now the Department of Labor in the same document lists an additional 23 Q&As for a total of 37. Oh, wow. And some of them answer this uh, question. So using this new Department of Labor document, we can answer your question as follows. If the employer closed the work site before April 1st, 2020, which is the effective date of the FFCRA, then the employee cannot still get paid sick leave or expanded uh, FMLA leave. 
And this is because if prior to the FFCRA's effective date, the employer sent employees home and stops paying employees because it doesn't have the work for the employees to do, then the employee will not get paid sick leave or expanded FMLA, but the employee can be eligible for unemployment insurance benefits. Now, this is true whether the employer closed the work site for either a lack of business or because it was required to uh, close pursuant to federal, state, or local directive. Now, if this happens, employees basically should contact their state unemployment insurance office, which in Florida is now called the Florida Reemployment Assistance. Now, there's a difference in the timing. If the employer closes the work site on or after April 1st, but before the employee actually goes out on leave, then in that situation, the employee cannot still get paid sick leave or expanded family medical leave. But again, the employee may still be eligible for unemployment insurance benefits. And that's going to also be true whether the employer closes the work site for either a lack of business or because it was required to pursuant to federal, state, or local uh, directive. And, and that's actually question number 24 in the Q&A I was talking about. Nice. And then the third and final situation is if the employer closes the work site while the employee is actually out on paid sick leave um, or expanded FMLA, this is all after April 1st, in that situation, the employer must pay for any of the paid sick leave or expanded FMLA um, that the employee used before the employer closes the business. So if they close the business on April 2nd and they actually use the sick leave uh, for April 1st and 2nd, then they get paid for those two days, but nothing after that. When we think across the country, there are so many different employers, large, small, medium-sized businesses, and, and this law, how, how does this impact small business, the mom-and-pop shops, versus larger employers? Yeah, JC, th- these mandates may actually kill some of uh, the small businesses. Um, there is some wiggle room in the law that hints that maybe it will not apply to small businesses. However, as of right now, it does apply to businesses with one to 499 employees. Oh. Now, it appears that the Department of Labor is likely to provide some type of exemption for small businesses, but we still need guidance from the Department of Labor as to what rules they will apply uh, to small businesses with fewer than 50 employees when the law's requirements uh, w- w- would essentially jeopardize the viability of business. Now, all that the Department of Labor has told us so far is that in order to elect this small business exemption, a business should document why the business with fewer than 50 employees meets the criteria set forth by the Department of Labor, which hasn't been given yet. Uh, So essentially the the criteria is going to be addressed in more detail in some kind of forthcoming regulations, which in a footnote, the Department of Labor says it'll happen sometime in April 2020. So I don't know if that's April 1st, April 5th, April 30th. Um, so small businesses are really waiting uh, to, to get some guidance here. And, and the Department of Labor says that, that employers should not be sending in any kind of materials to the Department of Labor uh, trying to seek a small business exemption for, for the paid sick leave or the expanded FMLA. Um, now, the next thing I want to tell you is th- this is what my reading of the law is. Okay. My reading is that any exemption for small businesses will only be uh, a very limited exemption. Um, And this is because the law only allows the Secretary of Labor the power to exempt small businesses with fewer than 50 employees from the requirements of only part of this, which is Section 5102A5. When 
the imposition of such requirements would jeopardize the viability of the business as, as a going concern. So when I look at Section 5102A5, I see that that's only the part that addresses the paid sick time when you're caring for the son or daughter uh, because a school is closed and there's no child care. Now, I haven't heard any other employment lawyer say this, and, and many small businesses will hope that I'm wrong, and, and, and I don't mind if I am wrong, but my reading is that small businesses will not be exempt from the emergency FMLA and will not be exempt from the paid uh, sick time for any of those other six reasons, uh, such as any of the people being quarantined. What this means, I believe, is that small bi- the, that the small business exemption that we're going to hopefully get some guidance on soon would only be for leave under number five, which is the child care portion. Therefore, I believe that the small businesses will have to pay for numbers one through four and number six, regardless of the exemption. So, uh, JC, you asked me about small employers versus large employers. Yes, sir. Well, the large the large employers um, under the law is considered more than five hundred employees. Okay. Uh, they're not covered at all by the law, and um, some some people wonder, well, well <laughs> where did that five hundred employee number come from? And, and I don't know for sure, but I had heard that Nancy Pelosi. Uh, did not want the taxpayers uh, to fund uh, essentially helping large corporations, and that's why large companies are not covered by this. Now, there, there is another uncertainty for small businesses. Uh, they're, they're waiting for uh, some further guidance from the de- Department of Labor as to whether or not the Department of Labor will uh, uh, help out and, by giving guidance uh, to, to employers with fewer than 25 employees because uh, there is some language in there about um, the right to restoration if they take the FMLA leave. So basically, we need some guidance still as to how a business um, will comply if they can't return um, a worker uh, back to their equivalent position. So that's the final little area that that small businesses um, definitely are going to be impacted by. You talked about restoration, and we also uh, had a brief mention there about 5102 in Division E here. So is is there a legal difference between employer-sanctioned sick time an emergency paid sick time as per this law, is it is it important for employers to keep these coded separately if they are open and still operational? Or could we all as as employers uh, take this sick time during this time frame as something that could be recouped as per this law? Well, if an employer gives the employee sick time or PTO before April 1, they do not receive the tax credit and they do not burn down the paid sick leave that's provided under the FFCRA, which begins on April 1. Also, beginning on April 1st, if the employer uh, reduces an employee's scheduled work hours and the employee wants to use uh, the new paid sick leave or expanded FMLA uh, for the hours that they no longer are scheduled to work, the employer cannot do that. So what this means is that if the employer reduces an employee's work hours because it simply doesn't have the work for them to perform, the employee may not use um, this new paid sick leave or expanded FMLA for the hours that the employee is no longer scheduled to work. So, and, and this is because uh, the employee is is not really being prevented from working the, these hours due to a COVID nineteen qualifying reason. Right. So. And that's true, even if the employee's reduction in hours was somehow related to COVID-19 drop in business. So an employer cannot just top off the employee's hours this way. Um, The employer can always be generous and can always give more time, um, more paid time than is required under the law. But you can't burn down uh, the employee's paid sick time in this manner and you can't receive 
the FFCRA paid leave tax credit in this situation because it was not one of those six reasons set forth in the statute. In the law, it also specifies that employers must provide notice regarding this act to employees as per that Department of Labor uh, standard. Now, uh, has DOL published guidance on what they consider, quote, conspicuous notice to employees yet, as mentioned in the law, regarding yes. their publicly available model? Yes. And in, in, in fact, um, the Department of Labor has issued notices or posters now both in English and in Spanish. And in the Department of Labor document, which is called the Families First Coronavirus Response Act Notice-Frequently Asked Questions, in that document, it says that each covered employer must post a notice for the families for, for the FFCRA uh, requirements, quote, in a conspicuous place on its premises. Um, now, basically, if employees can see it, that's what's required. So now in the world of, of telework, you may be wondering what, what happens uh, if my employees are, are now teleworking? Exactly. Well, and, and the, the Department of Labor has given us guidance for that. It says if an employer may satisfy this posting requirement by either emailing or direct mailing this notice to those employees that are at home, um, or they can do it by posting the notice uh, on some kind of employee information uh, location, either on an internal or external website for the company. So from that employee perspective, do employees really need to be concerned about if an employer is following this guidance or not? Well, I only represent employers, but I can assure you that that if an employee believes their employer is not in compliance, uh, they they still can report it to the to the Department of Labor, or they can report it to to a private employee side lawyer uh, to try to sue. And and so far, the Department of Labor is not enforcing this law before April eighteen. so long as the employer makes a reasonable good faith attempt to comply with the law. So we've heard April 1st. We hear April 18th. We hear the entire month of April. There's a lot of dates going on. What are right. some key dates in this legal timeline for employers to consider? Well, April 1st is, is the biggest timeline. Um, a lot of people before a week ago thought that the deadline uh, where it would start would be April 2nd, but it, the Department of Labor has been very clear um, that it's April 1st. So, so the president signed it into law on March 18th. The Department of Labor has been very clear that the obligations take effect on April 1st. So I've been basically working with employers since March 18th to try and figure out how to best handle this. And, and many employers have been uh, choosing to restructure their workforce so that they have fewer employees on April 1st when the law takes effect. And, and I'm talking about terminations, furloughs, layoffs. Um, and this is because obviously if an individual is not an employee on April 1st, they cannot sue the employer for not providing this paid sick leave or expanded FMLA. And they also cannot sue for retaliation um, if they try to take it and they get fired, essentially. Now, trust me, um, the plaintiff's lawyers will be suing businesses for violating this law, as well as all of the other anti-discrimination or retaliation uh, laws. But when, when the Department of Labor has told us um, uh, is that and they use the term furloughing. If you furlough an employee um, because the business does not have enough work or the business uh, uh, basically uh, uh, has to furlough an employee, that employee is not going to be entitled to then take paid sick leave or expanded FMLA. However, if the business furloughs the employee rather than lays them off or terminates them, that furloughed employee is most likely still going to be counted when you're counting how many employees the business has to determine if you're covered or not. Now, some of the podcast listeners uh, will not even hear this probably before April 1st, 
But what I'm telling business owners is, is don't beat yourself up too hard if you didn't do anything before April 1st, because the number of employee threshold is actually calculated at the time your employees uh, leave is to be taken. Okay. We're talking employees. We're not talking independent contractors. So workers who are independent contractors under the FLSA rather than employees are not considered employees for purposes of the 500 employee threshold. Got it. Got it. Yeah. You, you know, there's <laughs> David, there's so much bad information on the internet. There really is. And, and your time right now, and, and for anyone listening, we're not paying you and you don't pay us. This is just a volunteer, good friendship basis and, That's right. and helping educate the community and, employers, employees, they're all stressed out right now. What are some of the best resources for anyone listening to this guidance right now with questions regarding this new legislation, how it may impact their daily operations? Sure. Well, the Department of Labor and the EEOC and the CDC are the best resources right now. Now, each of these um, has new sections on their websites addressing COVID-19. Probably the next would be experienced employment lawyers, and, and some of us are posting on social media or in newsletters. And, and of course, um, that's not actually legal advice for your situation. Uh, but maybe this is the time that, that, that it's finally important enough for your employer to authorize you uh, to call an employment lawyer and, and, and pay them for advice for your specific uh, situation. Now, obviously, nothing I say today in this podcast is legal advice. It's just right. general information. And, and I do appreciate you inviting me back on the show to share some information. And, and I think you know that I've been helping guide Florida employers through these tough times. And, and what, what we're doing now and what businesses need to be thinking about is, is transitioning uh, salaried exempt employees to hourly non-exempt, um, to, to have the business possibly lay off or furlough or terminate employees during the, these very challenging times. Now, these are not fun times, but I promise you in a few months, employee side lawyers will be suing businesses for the actions they are taking now. David, thank you so much for your time your information, your high-level overview. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking for that deep dive, feel free to reach out to him. We'll put more extended information on how to contact you here at the end of the show. Once again, thank you for coming back on the program, sir. Thank you, JC. All right, and that was Mr. David Miklas. And I do want to, sh- I, first of all, I want to thank him because I know he's really busy right now. There's a lot going on and he is on, on the top of everybody's Rolodex, if anybody knows what that is these days. But he's on top <laughs> of everybody's phone list, right? But I do want to mention something, JC. He did send us a message after that and I just want to read it live for yes, everybody please. to hear. Yeah, so he said, today after we recorded my segment for the podcast, the Department of Labor updated the FFCRA Q&A again. They have added another 22 questions and answers. The big, new, the big news is how they addressed the small business exemption. That's what he was talking about on the segment. My conclusion as I started on the podcast was correct as this is not a full exemption. And it, and it can only apply for one of the six grounds given for paid leave. Only the grounds dealing with staying home to take care of a child can qualify for the exemption. You should tell your, you should tell your listeners to please review all 59 Q&A, but the small business exemptions are, are addressed at the very end of the question, number 58 and number 59. So you can find all these at www.dol.gov. Forward slash agencies, floor sat, float flat, forward slash WHD, forward slash pandemic, 
the last forward slash forward slash FFCRA-questions. And JC, we're going to go ahead and put this in the show notes as soon as we're done here today. That way everybody can reference those. But Question number 58 on the list right there. When does small business exemption apply to exclude small business from the provisions of the Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act and Emergency Family Medical Leave Act uh, Expansion Act? So it states here, Ricky, just like he was talking about an employer, including a religious or not-for-profit organization with fewer than 50 employees, small business, is exempt from providing Mm -hmm. paid sick leave and expanded family and medical leave due to school or place of care closures or child care provider unavailability for COVID-19-related reasons. When doing so would jeopardize the viability of the small business as a going concern. A small business may claim this exemption if an authorized officer of the business has determined that, one, the provision of paid sick leave or expanded family medical leave would result in the small business's expenses and financial obligations exceeding available business revenues and cause the business to cease operating at a minimal Mm. capacity. Number two on this one, the absence of an employee or employees requesting paid sick leave or expanded family medical leave would entail a substantial risk to the financial health or operational capabilities of the small business because of their specialized skills, knowledge of the business or responsibilities. And then lastly, number three here, there are not sufficient workers who are able, willing and qualified and who will be available at the time and place needed to perform the labor or services provided by the employee or employees requesting that paid sick leave or expanded family medical leave. And these labor or services are needed for the small business to operate at minimal capacity. So that's question number 58 in specific. I'll leave 59 on the table for discussion with our next guest on the day as well. Ricky, over to you. Yes, and actually, we have a very special guest coming on board with us on the heels of this amazing legal review, which, by the way, should not be mistaken for legal advice. Please go ahead and give Mr. Mickliff a call if that is what you need. But we do have a recurring guest, JC, and her name is Wendy, the HR Lady Sellers. Hey, guys. Wendy, how the heck are you? Oh, overwhelmed, uh, but good. Thanks for asking. <laughs> overwhelmed? I mean, what? We got nothing going on. It's a pretty boring <laughs> time. It's a pretty boring quarter in the HR world, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, wow. Ugh, it's been rough, but it's, I'm glad I'm able to help. Now, are you still in Florida or do you just leave with everything happening? <laughs> are you in Puerto Rico? She's in Puerto Rico. There's nowhere to go. There's like <laughs> literally nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It's not, I, a, yeah. it's not a hurricane. <laughs> that's, a, that's a crazy thing up over this way. Uh, they've They've got some new rules in place up around here where that travel from New York to Connecticut to Jersey, everything's restricted so tightly. I was just talking with family today about um, that's out in Rhode Island, and they said that if anyone from New York does magically appear in Rhode Island right now, they're automatically quarantined for 14 days and then maybe take it out back, sequestered, beaten. I don't know what else they do out there, you know, but 14 days lockdown no matter what if you're going from New York to Rhode Island. But that was before the past 24, 48. This is constantly evolving. And I don't even... Look, I'm I'm trying to follow this as much as I can, and by and by that I mean I'm I'm taking in everything from every media news media outlet, and I'm trying to see what's real and what's not. And it's so muddy right now; it really is. To me, anybody leaving from one state coming into another to immediately quarantine them 
to me, that seems overly excessive. Like it's, it's, we're putting this cap at an entire state. Now I get it. I get that's what we have to do, but wow, what a heck of a measure. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that where people coming in from another state, not other countries, I get it, but from another state that they need to be quarantined. Have you? I'm, I'm curious to find the uh, Rhode Island New York Hunter Task Force. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we're clearing house to house. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, we're, we're over here clearing the houses out. Are you, have you been to Florida? You know what I mean? Like, uh, no, we got tigers in here. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Tigers will take care of that for us. Uh, so, so Wendy, we just had David Miklas on. He did. Uh, he was kind enough to do a uh, a quick fifteen minute segment of his his vision. I don't want to say interpretation, but his guidance on what this new regulation did that just came down. It's actually going to take into effect on April first. But I know you, as an HR consultant, I know that you have to be very well versed in what is happening. And by well versed, I do say that in a I say it in in a weird way because even our attorneys are not as well. They're well versed, but they're trying to decipher. They're trying to translate. They're trying to help us guide us through this. So, what have you been telling your clients um, uh, when with with all this thing happening next week? Sure. So, um, I've actually been doing webcasts every single day for large associations. Some of them that I'm not not even a member of, but at this point, you know, I, I just need I can't not help people. And so I have created, I went through every single line of the Families First uh, Coronavirus Response Act, and I created this giant spreadsheet and then put all different tabs on it because it's so confusing. The paid sick leave overlaps the paid FMLA expansion. And that, you know, one thing makes it look like there's a waiting period, but then you go to the other section, it's like, oh yeah, well, that's just there for wording because this actually overrules that waiting period. And so I put together um, a handout that is actually available on my website for free. I don't track anybody's information. So if anybody wants to go to my website, thehrlady.com, and then downloads, there's a big you know, uh, notice on my front page. And you can download this spreadsheet that I put down, put together for employers trying, 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 trying to make sense of this. But every one of my clients is different. Many are laying off, unfortunately. So, so, and, and, and I'll get into that here in just a bit, but I guess what, what I want to know from you is what are the biggest common questions that, that you're getting? What are the biggest common concerns that, um, that you're getting from your clients? So it's the biggest concerns if, if they're able to keep their people, um, is about the sick, the sick, you know, the paid leave. I'll just call it paid leave because it's confusing referring to both of them, but is who do I have to give it to? What's the reason? Um, and how do I do it? And then if they're short on funds, where's this money coming from? And, you know, the good news for people that are financially set for, you know, they're prepared for something like this and they have revenue, um, or income for the next six months, they'll be okay because the government will, you know, give them that money back, so to speak. But if you don't, if you're a kind of company that is paycheck to paycheck or month to month, you don't have the money in your bank yep. account to front that paid leave. And, and it, I, the I'm finding, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of jerk employers out there that are mm-hmm. just like fire everybody. Cause I don't want to do this. Yep. I'm finding that most people, most employers really want to take care of their people and, but they, they financially can't do it because they don't have the money in the bank to front that paid leave. 
And so unfortunately, the next best option then is to lay them off so they can collect unemployment. Yeah. And, and, and it is a sad day. And, and, and in the recording where, uh, where uh, David was talking about that, that, that small business uh, entity, which it really, really kind of puts their back against the wall. Because, you know, under ADA, one of the thresholds that we use under ADA is if, if it becomes a, a hardship for a medical accommodation is how big the organization is and how that accommodation is going to impact their bottom line. I don't know how this is any different because you're 100 percent right. You know, you, you've got some employers who are working, who are literally um, living paycheck to paycheck, just like their employees. And now they're expected to put this into their budget line and it's going to cripple a lot of businesses. So that's the part that I'm worried about for the backbone of America. Yeah, it really is. It's 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 um, it's heartbreaking, to be yeah. honest. It's it's a uh, last week, not this week. I kind of pulled myself together. But last week was rough, you know, when it first all started happening and people are starting to saying, I have to close my doors. I don't. Well, especially I know when I came on, you guys were talking about, um, you know, uh, quarantines and, and things across state lines. But the minute your city, wherever you are, the minute you get that notice that says um, restaurants are closed, uh, you're mm-hmm. not allowed out. Well, now that affects everybody. And that affects uh, let's just start with restaurants. That's, you know, that was the first one that mostly shut down in, in most states or they yeah. shut down for in, in dining. Well, all those employees are affected they, because they, they don't have, you don't, you need one employee to, to take the order and hand out the takeout, right? You don't need 17 anymore. And you need yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe you need a couple more cooks, but all these people are unemployed. You know what? And, and, and last week I was in the office and I went ahead and bought lunch for the uh, for the entire team. And once we went out to get the lunch, uh, we, we went to the local I'm not going to say the name, but just a regular local long type of a uh, steakhouse place for lunch. And we <laughs> and we got there and, you know, obviously it's just uh, takeout only or Uber Eats or, or stuff like that. We get there and there's only two salary managers cooking and doing everything. Nobody's hourly is around everybody is out and that that struck me they were rushing they were i mean they were barely making it just them too for the lunch rush this is in an in, in a highly populated area and during yeah. lunch it gets really busy why would you not have your hourly associates there it's beyond me because yes uh it, it, it's you only need one person but if you know you're gonna have a huge lunch rush you gotta have an army in the back making sure the right things are in the right place at the right time to make sure the lunch doesn't get disrupted. Things are so different in Florida. They are so different in Florida right now. Like right here, if you're thinking about like that local restaurant, you might have a little bit of a curbside pickup and some people hustling just to try to keep some business open. But at the same time, so many people are not going anywhere. And it's the people that are still congregating around here that are continuing to spread things. I want to hit you both with some numbers real quick. This was updated just as of a few hours ago. As of Wednesday, we had, unfortunately, 1,000 deaths in the United States related to this illness. As of today, in the past six hours, it's been reported that we're up to 2,000 already. Mm. Confirmed infections in the United States climbed nearly 17,000 on Saturday alone to a total of more than 121,000 nationwide. It's early. It's early still. And and when we talk about like some of the strict constraints that we might be in in the state of New York and we look at that epicenter downstate and 
it, it, it's a lot. It really is. There, there was a heat map with the cell phones showing people that did go to spring break and, and that were on the beaches down in Miami. And it, it showed the spread of those cell phones heading yeah. back to where they originated from. It, it, it's part of our modern society to move around and, and be social. And, and the social distancing, I understand, very hard for a lot of people. Uh, it, it, it's It's weird for me. I got to be honest with you both. It's weird for me to hear... I stopped by a restaurant the other day because <laughs> it, yeah. it's been a couple weeks, man, you know, and I'm not yeah. going to a restaurant anytime soon. I'm going to tell you that. So, so, so well, you, so can't go, you can't go in the restaurant. You, 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 um, well, you just go pick it up and by the window yeah, or something. And then it's, leave. Yeah. Curbside, it's curbside pickup. Yeah. Like there's a restaurant by me that I can walk to. And I, I literally got like just wings the other day. I've really just wanted to give them business. So I, <laughs> I did it online and then walked over and they handed it to me on the sidewalk, you know, and I made sure I gave them a big old tip. Yeah. One employee work, an hourly employee. And Good. Ricky, I know you're about to say something, but I wanted to go back to what you, you, you said, you asked the question before, why aren't you having your hourly employees work? Mm-hmm. Here's the, here's the answer effective of the, the, um, you know, the cares act because mm-hmm. the new, the hourly employees can now get $600 a week in unemployment plus state un- unemployment. Through, mm-hmm. through the end of July. That's Correct. way more money than the hourly employee is going to make being an hourly employee. Yeah, but wouldn't you want them working, though? I mean, if you're a yeah, tipped you, employee, wouldn't you get paid more if you're a really good server? Do you think um, Or people like get, you who come in and say, here's an extra 20 on top of the 20% I gave you. I guess. I mean, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know any servers that get paid 800 to to $1,000 a week. I know. Well, Capital Grill, yeah. Olive Garden, no. <laughs> <laughs> the Capital, yeah, exactly. So that, yeah. that we're kind of in this situation now that, well, I know you were asking me about the Family's First Coronavirus Response Act. Okay, I've kind of become an expert on that, not by mm-hmm. choice. A lot a of necessity. It, it was a necessity. <laughs> and yeah. the thing that every time you thought you got it right, the Department of Labor released more information. And they literally just released information yesterday on Saturday. Mm. So, and I know when I came on, um, JC was uh, reading the question, the last questions, which are the most important questions, 58 and 59 mm-hmm. for small businesses. And on a Saturday, they released it. So on Friday, we thought we knew all we needed to know about the families first. Act. Wendy, Wendy, the day after yeah. The day of, you thought you've got everything until the day after comes in. And then everything changes every yeah, single day. Every single thing so, that I've been posting, I've been posting, this is as of Sunday. This yeah. is as of Saturday. This is as of Saturday at 2 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's what JC and I were talking about earlier Earlier in the show. Everything is happening so quickly. It's, it's making everybody's head spin. And we have attorneys yep. who are really working overtime to make sure that we get a good understanding of what's coming down the pike. People, people need to understand this thing, this package was sent out and it was written in record time. Yep. You know how long it takes to put something like this together on the normal circumstances to get it vetted by everybody, to go across the aisle, get their opinion, to go to these other constituents, oh. get their opinion. It takes a long time. But let me tell you, it, it, it's what's been happening in this past three weeks. All of a sudden, you got all this talent that work overnight and they can write these bills and get this pass going through. But 
the reason you're getting daily updates is because things are coming up that they couldn't vet before. And we have to be, I guess, flexible with it and, and understand that whatever stands you prepare for today may not be the same strategy that's going to be fruitful for you tomorrow. <laughs> and that's what I'm going through with my employer right now because every day we're meeting and every day we're just getting updates from legal. We have a whole team of legal folks and every day our strategy changes. And I can feel my gray hairs growing every day <laughs> because it is insanely stressful. And I'm, I'm curious to see where, where we are all going to be on the other side of this. And I'm not talking about financially. I'm talking about the way we, we work. Now, JC and I and you too, um, um, and Wendy, we've been experts at social distancing. We've been doing this for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Buffalo, from Orlando. So, 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 so we're experts at it. So what I'm curious to find out is what people have been holding firm on before about working from home and trusting their employees in theory when they thought it was going to just uh, promote more laziness. Now it's going into application. Yeah, so now, they're not going to have any excuse to say this can't, not. this can't be done, right? Exactly. So this is I, I was talking with some friends the other day. Um, uh, we did a virtual happy hour, you know, on on Zoom. I did I, that I, too. Yeah, I think I was one of the first ones to do yeah. it, and then I started seeing it everywhere. And I was like, "But well, we actually did a happy hour, like it was mm -hmm. a fun one." <laughs> but we were chatting about, um, you know, everybody working from home, and what what I see happening is this is going to be good and bad. So, all right, employer uh, A, who said, nope, we can't be done. Now they're going to come back and say, wow, it can be done. <laughs> so this is what the effect is going to be. Yeah. Oh, we own all this real estate. Oh, guess what? We can get rid of there all this real estate. There you go. There you go. And so what does that mean? We're going to have a lot of empty office buildings sitting around. <laughs> Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. And this is going to affect the real estate industry, too, because now they're going to try to be selling office business buildings and they're going to be sitting going, nope, we don't want them. We don't want them. Nobody don't wants want them. them. Yeah. yeah. Nobody wants them at all. So but 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 I'll tell you what I tell you what is going to um, uh, change big time. And I'm really looking forward to it. I used to work for the school board and now a lot of teachers, at least here in Florida, I don't know about, about any of the states, a lot of teach, a lot of school um, uh, boards are being forced to continue teaching classes for the rest of this academic academic year online. Yep. And now a small percentage of Florida schools were already doing that, right? But now that you have this big flux that we were forced to do so, just this past week, a lot of school boards were saying, hey, come on over. We'll give you laptops if you don't have it. You got to fill out this form, yada, 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 so your kid can finish school from home. So if I was the, the, the finance person for that board, I'd be thinking, wait a minute, exactly, exactly what you said, Wendy. We own all these schools, all, yep. this, all, all this real estate. What if we offload that? And we throw some of that money allocated towards that to the infrastructure to continue doing this from home. Yeah. And so two things on that. Um, one is uh, I was talking to a client yesterday. We were just trying to go through some challenges and layoffs and try to see the jobs we could find. And I asked her about her kids. And she's like, yeah, my kids are doing um, her school district decided to do it online. Mm -hmm. But then her, they were in dance class, too. And they're doing dance classes virtually now oh, too. So she said, my that. kids are, she said her kids are day is fully loaded still. Um, and then the second thing going back to, you know, all these empty buildings that are going to be there. What if we make them into homeless shelters, you know, Ooh, or, look at that. you know, make an office building into something that can be now housed for, 
low income or homeless, but it, it's going to, this is going to be a game changer well, when it ever clears up. Couple questions now, for you both real quick. Yeah. And Rick, I didn't mean to go ahead if you want to finish your thought first. No, 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 no. Go, 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 go. Because it does topic it. change. I'm going to topic change just gently. Change it. Change it. Change it. How long have the two of you been uh, or the, the majority of people in your area been staying at home? A week? No, depends where you're at. Like, I don't live in the same county as Ricky. Yeah. And his county's um, isolated and mine's not. But hey, I ain't going out. <laughs> I mean, she's right. She's right. I'm in Orange County, Orange County. Well, hold on. It, it's so a week ago, Orange County put in a curfew from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. And then on Thursday, uh, three days ago, they said at 11 p.m. Thursday night, everybody is to shelter in place. Nobody is to go out unless they are an essential employee or doing essential activities for the next couple of weeks. Two weeks back. So you and yeah. I. We're about two weeks separated on that right now on, so, so, on where we are with that. And here's here's why I want to bring this up. Like, it's it's interesting to me having this discussion and being part of the room right now with you both. Because a lot of the things that the two of you were just talking about back and forth are things that have blindingly ran through my head and discussions that I've had two with people ago. over here over the yeah, past yeah. two weeks. OK, but here's here's the thing over on this end now. OK, Um just in the county that I'm in, we have 70 brand new confirmed cases yesterday. Um, as of Friday night, 52 people were hospitalized. 23 were in ICU, according to our county executive. Um, the county health commissioner has warned residents to assume that the disease is already widespread throughout the entire county and, and to cease those extracurricular things, even if you are trying to push the boundaries. If we head downstate gently... We're talking about a clear and decisive moment right now where, yes, we still have business concerns, but it's starting to fall into the spectrum of life decisions. And the state hospitalization survey obtained this um, obtained by the city of New York shows that of the 2011 ICU beds in the city Thursday on Thursday, only 15 percent remained available amid a surge of already incoming patients. Uh, that that were on their way. We're we're probably at that crux right now, where in New York City alone, all the ICUs maybe at that point of being tapped out. I had a great discussion with a friend of mine, and in an RN of many 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 years, mm. very great RN. Uh, I will not be naming her or where she works, uh, but talking about one of the largest ICUs in, in this northeastern area. Do I know who you're talking about? Uh, you do not. Okay. Got it. Go ahead. I did uh, share you uh, some text with you, but beyond that, uh, you don't know this person. Gotcha. So she was basically saying to me, you know, uh, how, how severe things are. And it's one of those people in your life that when, when this person says these words, it, it puts you on pause real quick, right? Um, so I asked her, I said, you know, if we think back to like November, December, and some of these things that people are consistently talking about right now, how, you know, there's some sickness going around and some people had the flu-like symptoms and the cough and the thing that was going around. Look, I know you're not a doctor or nothing, but I, I specifically asked her, do you feel that this is the same? Is it possible maybe it already went around and now it just got a name? And we've all heard that theory. and We've all thought that thing. And I've, I've thought it. You may have thought it. And some people yep. think it's crazy. Let me tell you something. She confirmed it's just slightly crazy because here's her words. 
from the ICU perspective and actually taking care of people, the people that are coming in right now, she said it starts with such, and I'm not a doctor, neither is she people, but this actual ER ICU nurse is saying that the symptoms begin so mild. It's just a little nagging cough. It's just this gentle thing. You don't even think much of it. You could confuse it for allergies. And then a week later, you can't breathe. And then you're in a bed and you're locked down. And then these are, it's just going and going and going. And during that time, when you've got this little gentle, mild cough, you're shedding the virus and spreading this thing like worldwide. Now, there's, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on about people saying you take the ibuprofen, it makes it worse. She said to me that that's sort of bullshit. So that's fine. That's good to hear that from her, you know, but her, her sentiments about how the ICU is like at max capacity and they've never had to deal with this yet. And that reality that that wave is still on its way to me. And and I'm not far off. I'm not far off from that. It's 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 starting to blend more into that mindset of, okay, we joked about not having enough angel soft to go two weeks, and I might be willing to pay fifty dollars online. Which you know what? There's a whole story about that, and the attorney yeah. generals will come up momentarily. But you move from the mindset of that to okay, let me stockpile some food and wash it, and maybe run it under you know uh, proper lighting or whatever I got to do to make sure all my stuff's clean. And I'm I'm I may even skip going out for like the next two, three, four weeks as we're hitting this peak time. I I don't know what to expect. It's scary. So 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 JC, let me ask you a question. Is because uh, I know I read something in the Wall Street Journal a couple of days ago that I'm that kind of opened my eyes and I didn't know this. Um, the state of New York is being considered the epicenter for this for the United States, and I didn't know that. I, I, it, to me, that 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 really opened my eyes when it comes to that. Now, you just said that yesterday there were seventy new cases. Now, is just, just in my state, area, just, just in, in his county, oh, my just locality, in area. just Got in it. my county, just within like a thirty-minute drive, a thirty-minute so, drive, seventy new cases in just one day. So, are you guys Confirmed. short of test of COVID test? I, I've not studied for it or taken it because <laughs> <laughs> no, I ask because Ricky, everyone well, I hope you fail. I do hope you fail. Thank well, you. I appreciate well, you, Wendy. Well, and, here, and, well, and you know what? Thing. Hang on real quick, Rick. The universe, Wendy, is going to come back and thank you tenfold for those positive sentiments. We all know and understand how you Ooh, said publicly you, the other day. You said positive. Yeah. You, you <laughs> no, came we out, negative. Negative. No, you came out to the world and you said I was ready to get back in the dating pool. And then the second that happened, Corona happened, and it was the universe slapping you back, <laughs> oh. right? Right. You put that the on the social media. Like, right. The you know, universe says, "Girl, there ain't nothing out there. Stay home." Or, or, yeah, right. or somebody, or somebody's helping you screen people. Let me tell you something. So it's your kindness right now, where the universe will turn that back around into something positive. Just you wait. Just you wait. But Ricky, yeah, you were saying. No, so 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 in your area, and, and I don't know if this hypothesis is going to freak you out more or less, but is there a surge because there wasn't enough tests, and now you got an influx in no, tests, and no. more people test positive because that means there's more people out there without a prognosis, right? So that, that so there now is, what? there is, there's yeah. a lot more people out there without actual right. numbers on the table. They there are yeah. not enough tests to go around. The entire country, the state, the county, the towns, the whatevers, and people are still setting up. There's just not enough, period. Right. So, and then a so, lot of people just aren't aren't getting tested. I, I personally know two people, three people, actually, <laughs> who believe that they have COVID. JC I, just coughed and it sounded um, dry and he looks like he's no, that's every day. <laughs> 
He looks yeah. sick every day. Yeah, but you know, okay. I know I know several people who believe that they have it and um, or had it, and one even went to the call nine one one, had an ambulance come, went to the hospital, went to the doctor, never got tested. Yeah, but why? Not Be- enough. There's not enough tests out there, and then I just don't think the medical professionals know enough and they're dismissing some people to say well maybe they need okay. them for the lakers hold on hold on. or the utah jazz <laughs> you know maybe they need hold more on. tests there she says something really important there that maybe the medical professionals do not know enough to actually make that decision and 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 that's a key phrase right there because this is again we're we're learning about this every day more new information keeps coming up Saying that they they don't know enough, it's it's not a knock on them. I think what what it, it's I want everybody to understand is this is just new for everybody, and they're doing the best they can with the tools that they have. So with that said, I know some areas are making really difficult decisions on who to put in a bed and who to not, who give a ventilator, who doesn't. Actually, I think I saw yesterday the president just sent off the U.S.'s Comfort off to the coast of uh, New York. That way, they can take. Um, non-COVID people, ICU people, put them on the ship offshore of the state of New York. That way, the beds in the hospital can be open for COVID-positive folks. And I, it's if to me, that's a huge sign that we have to put a ship off the coast of New York. We have to put another ship off the coast of California for the same reasons. And right. it's 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 scary. Um, but the most important thing people can do right now, what JC and I have been saying these past couple of weeks, is be careful but calm down. Let's calm down with all this news media sparking everything. Like I know the death toll is rising, but nobody's talking about the people who recovered. As of three days ago, do you guys want to take a guess how many people recovered from this? Any wild guess? Oh, I saw it on the internet this morning, but I don't remember the number. <laughs> 100, 113,000 people recovered. It may be more because other people may have not even reported it. And then they no, just, correct. Yes. you know, so it's, yeah. it's, it's, a lot. it's all a wild card. It is all it really such is. a wild card. And, and during these times right now, as as we could still focus on core business, new laws, new regulations, getting things in line and in place, making your plan for the next maybe seven to 14 days or the next 30 yeah. to 60 days or tapping into independent consultants that could help you or overcome those hurdles during this time while you focus on the human aspect of your employees. There's... It's early for some. It's it's nearing a point where it's going to be that peak where you're going to be maxed out in some of your capacities. Mm-hmm. Tapping into external resources, uh, finding a lifeline, there's never anything wrong with that, especially in the world of business, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, some of the things that I, I wanted to talk about, I, I know um, uh, David and I were talking yesterday, so I kind of knew he was going to be talking about the family's first law and um, all the confusion in it, right? But this new law that just came out, the CARES Act, this can really help employees and employers get through this um, with the temporary layoffs. And so, you know, Ricky, what else are you seeing of, I mean, I, I, every day I'm, I'm getting text messages right now from one of my clients that they need to talk to me. And I know it's about layoffs and it's about this new law. Yeah. So, so here's, <laughs> so people are doing two things. They're doing layoffs and they're doing furloughs. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And and that term may be interchangeable. And it's important for the employer to really explain to the employees exactly what is happening, because a layoff is a permanent layoff, which you may or may not get a severance, depending on the organization. A furlough is it's a seasonal temporary layoff. You're going to be out for a few weeks, which that's what I anticipate a lot of organizations are doing. So I do know that I have a couple of clients that have reached out to me um, in my side business uh, talking about their restaurants in particular. So I'm kind of helping them kind of mitigate that with a little bit of out of the box thinking because they're focused on the keeping the restaurant open. I got two small business restaurants that, that I work with. And the biggest issue is the, the law says that I can't have anybody in my restaurants. I could still maintain to be open, but let's go ahead and do that takeout stuff. The the example that you and I were using earlier. So instead of him just sending people home, I'm telling them, look, um, how are you going to deliver when you n- never delivered before? Uber Eats. Okay, cut them out at the chase. Go ahead and get your employees to do Uber Eats, but make sure that you get that business side of the insurance on your company in case they get into an accident. That Yeah, it's going to be a little bit more on your insurance, but it keeps your people employed. They're going to get their tips. And it, it, it's because right now, I think Monday, isn't it Monday that Uber Eats is going to go on? Uh, not Uber Eats. I'm sorry. Instacart is going to go on strike. Because for the same reason, yeah. now more people, more, 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 yeah, people are using that service and they're seeing this as an opportunity to go ahead and get the stuff they've always wanted, quote unquote, because their argument is they're not giving us the protective gear. They're not giving us the glove. Mm-hmm. They're not giving us all these things. So now they're about to walk out tomorrow. Oh, and- I got my order yesterday. <laughs> but now Uber Eats. DoorDash. I don't know. I don't know what the other ones are. There's a bunch, and there's another one that I read uh, last night um, that they're cha- they're switching gears too. But yeah, it, you're right that you know going back to your 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 statement there about the furloughs and the layoffs. What I'm finding is like, okay, so I have a client. Um, I have a couple clients that have major clients themselves: Disney, mm-hmm. Carnival. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, world market. Yeah, they can't do a furlough because they're like, we have everybody's canceled everything, and we don't know how long. Yeah, and not only that, if let's just go on, if Disney is your client or the reason you are in business, so uh, you know, JC down here, Florida revolves around Orlando area, anyways, revolves around the theme parks. Sixty-five billion dollars. Yeah, even if your business has nothing to do with the theme parks, you know, either people move here because of that or their business clients, clients, clients is because, you know, people are coming here to go to the theme parks and then they also go to the restaurant that happens mm-hmm. to be located in the, located in the same city. And so, you know, let's just say Disney comes back in four months. Are the travelers coming back in four months? Probably, <laughs> there you, go. you know, yeah, so is that restaurant going to go open, stay open and can they continue to do the furlough and pay insurance even with this CARES Act? And it's complicated. It's you so know what? I, it's let me throw a, a a counter to that. Disney, I get right, but let me tell you, I don't know about you, but it's been what four days for me cooked up in here, and I have two weeks to do this. As soon as I'm able to go out, I'm going a happy hour at 10 a.m. Okay, because <laughs> I am cooked up in here, and I think a lot of people are going to be thinking the same thing. So I think I think what we're going to see when this thing lifts everybody in the mother are going to do some things at the same time that they normally would not have done. So you're going to see a huge spike in business 
and then it's going to drop. Now, you mentioned Carnival, right? And look, I love cruising, Wendy. It's, I do it twice a year. That is my go-to. But I, it, it's in the stimulus package that I saw um, about the, uh, the uh, bailouts, and there's been some talking heads about this all week, about Carnival and Royal Caribbean and all these cruise lines about them getting a bailout package, which they should certainly should not get one. They should not get one at all because that's why you see their registrations out of Panama, their registrations mm-hmm. out of the Bahamas, their, their, their registrations out of all of these non-U.S. countries so they can bypass the employment and labor laws and completely undercut their employees. So right. sorry for saying this. F you. Go yeah. ahead and you deal with this on your own. You want to go ahead and bypass our laws and regulations. I'm a huge fan, but if you want to bypass these bylaws, these laws and regulations, you should not be getting any kind of money from the stimulus package. It should go only to American companies and American citizens. American workers. Yes. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> I know what you mean. No, I, no, I agree. That's with what you. I meant. That's what I meant. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you as well that, yeah, life's going to return to back to normal. But the, the question is, when is yeah. that six months from now? You know, and so like your employer that you, you were, you were talking about um, that were restaurants, well, they typically don't have all these benefits you know, for their employees so that they can use the word furlough. But my, my, I don't deal with restaurant and retail once in a while I do just to, because I really like the person. So if I get those, I'll shove them your way. I don't, I don't want to deal with those. (laughs) I got it. You know, they're just, they're they're just very, they're a complicated beast. Take my scraps, Ricky. Yeah, no. (laughs) Um, But my, my clients they have, you know, health insurance, long-term care, yeah. and uh, all that stuff. And to do a furlough and and still continue to pay that. Now, I haven't completely digested the CARES Act yet, but there is there's a lo- lot of information. I'm actually doing that after the call today. I did it for the employee side. I haven't mm-hmm. done it from the employer side yet, and I'll have handouts available. There are actually mm-hmm. ones already downloadable on my website, but they don't know when they're going to get up and running. So yeah. they're just laying off, you know, and saying you're, we're done. Well, and Hey, if things come back, we'll hire you back, but we we'll bring you back. Yeah. It, and, and, and right now uh, it's in the big park. Disney just moved back their opening date from the end of the month to April 9th. Universal moved it to April 20th. And my, actually my cruise to Alaska that I was going to be off for a week and a half in June. JC and I were talking about that because I uh, had to get somebody to come in and step in. But, uh, yeah, that got canceled on me last week. So no more trip for me to Alaska because we were going to go from Seattle all the way through Vancouver and go to Canada and everything. But that got canceled on me, too. Folks, that's in June. So yeah. my June trip was canceled. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, this thing keeps unraveling the more we – turn on the TV or open a newspaper. It's so just right, a Wendy. personal opinion, though, too. You know, with April 19th for Disney, that date could yeah. change again. Absolutely. They might be, yeah, yeah. They might be yeah. staying nimble enough, though, on their, on their end to say, you know, we'll reassess every two weeks at a time or, or something. But uh, Well, what they started doing, they started opening reservations and hotel guests on April 9th, starting to open that, right? But they haven't said anything about the actual parks being a full capacity just yet. So what they're doing is they're opening the faucet really slowly 
And look, that's a big organization. The mouse is really powerful. So we should really pay attention to what they're doing because they have a lot of stake. Right. It, 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 it's the uh, the uh, the shares are dropping. So they got a lot of people watching. But at the same time, as a community, you're you're not you're not in the throes of it yet. It's still new. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It is. It's it's a uh, it, look. Um, I was just telling my my wife yesterday. It's uh, um, it's weird. The effects uh, normally every morning I go outside to 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 my backyard and have some coffee and kind of get ready for the day. And I have a major thoroughfare behind my uh, backyard. I, I've got a wall, but you can hear the, the hustle and bustle of, of everyday life in this past week. You go out, you hear nothing, and I don't know if the birds just appear or they've always been there and I just never <laughs> noticed them, but there's like, you hear all these birds and all this life. It's like Earth is healing itself and all these things are happening, and I saw a story about, I don't think it's Naples or where they have the gondolas. Is that Naples or uh, in, in, in Italy? Oh, it was a false, it was it was fake news about the dolphins. There was no dolphin. No, 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 no. With well, they have the canals and the boats. Is that talking Venice. about Venice. 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 Venice? Venice, yeah, yeah. So, is that true or is that false? About no, the, the water the is clearing up, but the dolphins were fake. That was I didn't fake. see that one. What happened with the dolphins? Oh, they were just saying dolphins were coming back, and then then you know it comes up on underneath on Facebook that says this is oh, this is fake this news fake or whatever. News. <laughs> that do- dolphins aren't there or something yeah. like that. But yeah, it is everything healing it's itself. Weird. Yeah, it, it really is weird. And then I would, uh, I was telling JC early in the week, I had to go into the office because we are having a lot of meetings and my organization is deemed a uh, essential employee type of an organization. So I'm driving in and it was like an episode of The Walking Dead. I'm on the 417. There's hardly any cars around. The only three cars I saw were Hondas because, you know, The Walking Dead has a deal with Hyundai. And it's just <laughs> all, all these all these it's just nothing out there and it it's scary especially when you live in a state that relies so much on tourism and that just pretty much halted but one tourism we can count of is all these kids that still went to the beaches to spring break and west palm beach and miami and i think i'm sure you saw that one kid who said i don't care about the the, the coronavirus if i get it i get it so i think he turned out positive for it and a lot of kids are coming back to their uh, to their uh, yeah, uh, hometowns, right? Positive because they just were not paying attention. Well, People. you know, you're young and you're young, and you know, nothing bothers you. You know, we, you're we, right. But and but then you get home and and you lose your parents, right? Or your grandparents, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And and it's it's uh, you know, I blame I blame the government for not shutting it down. You know, whether it's the federal, the state, the local, the city, they, they should have shut it down sooner. But well, what, they, they were waiting for the money to come correct. around instead. Well, the governor of Florida decided not to follow suit with all the other states. So what ended up happening, the different mayors in the different cities decided to take actions into their own hands. That's why Orange County took the action that they did. Seminole County took the action that they did. Osceola, I think Miami as well. But I don't know in any other county. You're you're in Lake County. I'm on the border of Lake and Sumter, and currently they are they haven't done anything. And nothing I, at all, right? Okay. Nothing. So, so JC, for for the people listening, because I know every state has different different ordinances. So, so what can and can't you do with the shelter in place over in New York? I wouldn't say it's so much shelter in place as much as uh, the governor has been very clear that uh, it's it's not a shelter in place like an active shooter situation. Life can okay. still carry on. 
Okay. So they're they're being very particular about the language here. So yeah. to that, when we're talking about a, a a lockdown or a recommended stay home procedure, stay at home so you don't you know lose lives, right? The uh, essential workers are still going to work. You got to go to the grocery store. You go to the grocery store. You're not really going to bars and restaurants anymore. They're all closed. Uh, yeah. there, there's they've taken basketball hoops off the. Uh, backboards at a lot of the public oh, parks. Wow. So you cannot even show up to play can't ball play basketball. Yeah. You can't show up to play ball. Um, I I don't know the depths of it all. Cause honest to God, I've been working and working a little bit more <laughs> and trying to stay away from other people. So I'm like trying where, not where, to, uh, where have you been working in your house? Uh, in the lowest level of the domicile. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it looks He's like a little hole in the yeah, basement. Little, well, it looks like Kathy Bates' basement, but it works. It's <laughs> it's working out for right now, you know, for the time okay. being. People gotcha. come down and brush my hair periodically, but it's all good. You know, things are fine. <laughs> um, but I'll tell so you scary. something like going to the store, it's still weird. You know, there's hardly yeah. ever anyone on the streets. Uh, you run out to the store to go get something. You, you're you not sure what you're touching or what you're doing or who's looking at what or how you're feeling or in the grocery stores, uh, conven- I'm sorry, the convenience stores, they have blocks on the floor already mapped and taped out yeah. and painted. So you stay X amount of feet away from each other, which is understandable, yet friggin' ridiculous at the same time because you reach in the cooler and grab a pop and you don't know who yep. else grabbed the pop at the yeah. time before you. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. And you exactly. had to grab the st- you had to grab the door to walk in the store anyways, you know, so. Yep. I, I don't know. And, There's a and, lot. And, and for everybody listening who doesn't know what he means by pop, he means soda. <laughs> just, coke. just making sure coke <laughs> coke coke, coke. yeah coke. Uh, the drink so yeah i'm so here in at least in, in orange county it is a shelter in place uh but we can't that's what they're they're, they're are they calling, calling it that it. they are calling it a shelter in place right but here's the thing um there's a lot of exemptions to the shelter in place exactly what you said gas stations grocery stores pharmacies um banks are going to remain open uh, for some reason, laundromats and dry cleaners, I guess, if people need to go wash their clothes, I get that. Um, ha- barbershops, hairstylist salons, all those things are closed. Restaurants uh, are open, but it's for uh, takeout and delivery only. And for the first time ever in the state of Florida, you can go get some wings, get some beers to go. Never seen that before, but they make sure they sign that. And liquor stores are open. Liquor stores are deemed essential, yet schools are closed. Priorities, folks. This is great. Yeah, it's the same here. (laughs) Same here. Same thing. Same thing. So here's what I'm noticing, though, because I went to Publix yesterday. Everybody has masks. Everybody has um, has gloves. And I counted in my half hour in the store, because it was a little bit hectic. Everybody's out there, and everybody's trying to be nice with the social distancing. I, in, in my half hour that I counted 10 employees who in 30 minutes scratched their face with their hands because they have gloves, which, again, throws that whole notion out there of the false sense of security that it gives you when you have gloves on. Right, right. You basically <laughs> just transferred. Oh, here's another one. I went into I haven't I haven't gone anywhere. I've basically gone to the bank drive through because the check went cash on my m- mobile app mm-hmm. and um I only ran into the in public yesterday to pick up a prescription, so right to the counter, back, mm-hmm. and I'm out, and I get my groceries delivered, and and I'm not even under a shelter, a sheltered order. <laughs> but yeah. I saw an, a, a manager um, at Publix pull an employee aside, sit them down right next to where I'm picking up my my uh, prescription, 
and ask the lady behind the counter, hey, do you have a therm thermometer back there? Oh, my God. And I was it's like, everybody, you've got, I'm just looking at her like, you've got mercy. to be kidding me right now. I just grabbed my bag and ran and like covered myself in like hand sanitizer. <laughs> uh, oh, that's what, oh, because. I'm thinking you're doing this in front of everybody. I thought you had your HR hat on. I would have been like, hey, can you take this to the break I, room? Take it no, to the break room. No, I didn't say room. anything. Oh, I was like, I'm out of here, man. I am out of <laughs> here. Like, Got my prescription <laughs> and ran. But I'm looking at wow. her like, are you insane right now? Like, oh, you yeah. shouldn't be doing this in front of everybody. No hey, shit. We think wow. people think they're fa they're safe going into the grocery store. No, they're not. Well, no, these, they're these poor employees are getting sick with it because yeah. people are not you know they're not paying attention and they're touching everything it's just it's scary it's it's really scary i'm really worried about our country i'm i'm happy that um you know this bill came out the cares act even though it's you know going to destroy us financially but we're really taking care of our 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 people so okay so i'm about to ask you something legit you 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 really literally are worried though you I don't am. think so you don't think that we can bounce back from this? Oh, I think we could bounce back from it. Okay. It's just a matter because, you know, we bounce back from everything. Yeah. I'm just worried how many people are going to die in the meantime. Yeah. And then for the people that, you know, maybe even don't even get it, aren't sick. Um, <laughs> what's going to happen to their job is yeah. how long is this going to be? How long are people going to be jobless? That's what I'm really worried about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you too, Wendy. Um, I am, and 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 my phone is blowing up, and I do mean blowing up who who people who are directly affected by this. Yeah, and absolutely. Every day, more and more people. Hey, Rick, throw my resume out there. Throw my resume out there. Take a look at this. Take a look at that. And I'm trying to do the best that I can, but the the sad part is, it's I can only help so many because now, because with everything happening, um. I had to mobilize my whole business to work from home and that's unheard of in three weeks. So that's, it's been 18 hour days for the past week or so. It's a lot. Trying to yeah. make this happen. Yeah. So yeah. it has uh, been the one thing I do yeah. want to say for anybody who's listening, um, you know, I'm, I'm giving, I'm putting together a lot of handouts and fact sheets and uh, videos with gloves for, free, for completely free. You can just connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm posting multiple posts a day mm. and trying to correct information that even I've given out that was not accurate until the Department of Labor has um, clarified it. So please connect with me on, on LinkedIn and feel free to message me at any time for advice. And if I have it, I'll give it to you. And if I don't, I'll still try to help you. Good. Good. Well, I got a couple is, uh, things for you when you're ready. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I'm first, just, let I'm me just... uh, let me take back my shutdown, lockdown, stay at home, whatever you want to friggin' call it. If you Google the thing right now, and I'm going to tell you this, and I did that while the two of you were bantering right there, mm -hmm. and I pulled it up, and it's it's a hotly debated, uh, sensitive term. So I don't know what the frig you call it other than you staying home, just stay home. <laughs> all right, keep your ass so, home. There yeah, you go. That's, that's it. What you're right. Stay don't spread the death. Home. Yeah, don't spread keep the your death. Ass home. Keep your ass home. So that's that's pretty much the gist on that. Hey, uh, uh, but here's this. It is time for current events. Current events this week brought to you in part by the HR Ladies. Stop by the HR Ladies website uh, for some free handouts. 
like she was talking. Not candy either. So uh, looking across New York State, uh, this first article for you, this is widely covered and vastly mentioned right now. Uh, too many cited sources to bring up, but the New York State uh, primaries, the presidential primaries, have officially been moved as of this weekend. Uh, they're going to be delayed until June 23rd, affording everyone an opportunity to hopefully still show up at the polls. There's your first story. Second story for you. This one will require a bit more feedback. Okay. This was covered by WJAX-TV, and this was all over the Twitter. Now, Georgia Pacific, uh, they have a mill in Palataka, Palatka? Palatka. Palatka, Florida. Palataka, Palatka, Malaka, Florida. And they've increased their their output of the toilet paper exponentially. Now, as per TheAdvocate.com, uh, down in Baton Rouge, they're also talking about Georgia Pacific at their plant down there. All plants are running at 120% capacity to make more poo paper. Plants like Georgia Pacific, just north of Baton Rouge and in Florida, are running at full tilt, even finding ways to churn out more of what is a hot commodity in the stay-at-home world, much more valuable than gold. And the plant being at 120% of its normal capacity for toilet paper, it operates around the clock. Uh, and so 350 workers in Baton Rouge in particular can put in longer shifts and do what they need to with the desired goal of producing 960,000 toilet paper rolls or 160,000 six packs in a 24 hour day. <laughs> oh, toilet paper. So yeah, I can tell you guys a quick little, a little sidebar on that. So my parents, actually worked in a paper factory. So they made toilet paper, tissues, paper towel. And in so Scranton? Still, yep, yep, exactly. So you, uh, hang on actually, a second, Wendy. Hold, Wendy. hold on, hold on, hold on. This is good. Yeah, this yeah, is good. No, no, seriously. <laughs> so your parents worked in a paper plant in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> it wasn't in Scranton. It was close to Scranton. Oh, oh, okay. Ten, okay. ten minutes <laughs> Ten minutes away from there. So, dude, we well, ten were minutes here. away. We it's were right here. there, Rick. It's right the there. funny thing is, until until they retired, I never in my life ever had to buy toilet paper. <laughs> uh, well, ah. yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you well, was- here's, here's an interesting thing about the toilet paper sagas, because this does not end there. While production has increased 120%, and there's been tons of praise, there are state attorney generals across the United States currently giving notice to online retailers for jacking up prices. Uh, the group of top prosecutors from 32 states, along with D.C. and Puerto Rico, jointly issued letters to the nation's top online retailers and marketplaces urging tougher standards to identify and shop would-be profiteers. Uh, that's covered by NBC Bay Area as well. So to that, uh, to this whole toilet paper saga, we had a listener. During the week, chime in and share with us a screenshot of what they were experiencing on Amazon. And they were able to find a, what was that, Rick? I think it was a nine-pack or a six-pack. Wasn't it? Hold on. I'm, I'm going to break it. It was a nine-pack. It was like a nine-pack. It was a nine-pack of yeah. Angel Soft for $50 oh my on Amazon. Goodness. Being sold by an electronics store. That's the funny thing. So the person I'm going back and forth with, who shall not be named by request, and we tell we tell the listeners, mm-hmm. send it forward. We will keep you anonymous. Absolutely. This individual tried to file a claim with Amazon complaining about the price gouging. 
Amazon looked at it and said, well, the person doesn't have bad reviews, so they're okay. How about them apples? Huh? So state attorney general is taking a look at price gouging online. Good. There's going to be so many lawsuits out of this whole thing for everybody, medical, employer, employee, consumer. It's just going to be insane. So... I guess the question is, where is the line where people would say, all right, we're not going to do this? Because I see what Amazon is saying. If people put a price out there and the people buy it, then you know what? That's a free market, right? If people are willing to pay for it. But I guess the question is, are they using what's happening right now to take advantage of people? Yeah. But then again, yeah, how like, is that any different? Who would but, normally pay $50 for a nine pack of toilet paper? Right. <laughs> okay, yeah. so are the news so are the news outlets pay, um, uh, charging the same airtime rate for advertisers when they when they uh, throw out a COVID nineteen story? Are employers still paying employees the same wage? No, they're laying them off. They're laying them off. Yeah, but that's such a so business. Here's what's happening. Here's what's happening in the broadcast industry. Well, uh-huh. you may still have the same cost per per second on air. A lot of these organizations are going under because they don't have. And I'm talking like local broadcasters, if we want to break it down that way, because they don't have the production facilities to go to the local car dealer or the local washer repair store or refrigerator for less place, you know, appliance direct, you know, I mean, like (laughs) who's going to produce their videos? No one, no one's going to do it because they're quarantined at home. They're on lockdown Mm -hmm. at home. They're at stay at home. They're sheltering in place at home. They're doing things at home. So unless they have the ability to do the things at home, they're not making the video. So we're already starting to see in the broadcast arenas. There are spots being broadcast on multiple channels across the United States right now where broadcasters are apologizing to the consumer base, stating, if you've recently purchased airtime, unfortunately at this time we cannot broadcast your yet-to-be-contracted production, and so on and so forth. So there's going to be contractual obligations on the back end of that when people start to show back up to places for make goods and things in between. So when you talk at the national level, probably a little bit of a different ball of wax, right? But it it follows the numbers. That's all following the numbers. It does. I want to know if they're charging the same airtime rate right now as they did this time a month ago. Well, it it really depends on the numbers. If you're going to pull the Nielsen reports and you see that the numbers are greater for your news tonight at 6 p.m., uh-huh. then guess what? Cialis, that contract might cost a little bit more right now for the next 30 days or okay. so. Okay. So how Due is that those any Nielsen different? Numbers. Then how is that any different than the demand of toilet paper on Amazon? They're doing the same thing. Right. The higher the demand. I think it's different when you're talking consumable goods versus the broadcast industry under regulation of the FCC and some of the things that they have in place. SEC versus FCC versus state attorney generals versus like board of commissioners. No. So 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 that part I get, because in the state of Florida, if there is a hurricane, I thought you were trying to compare like pyramids to like to like oranges, like two totally radically different things. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. What you just said are literally two radically different and things. And so is <laughs> the broadcast industry <laughs> advertising airspace and 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 selling toilet paper online. Two totally different no, but, things. But wait a minute, but I've seen a couple of it news stories. It may take the same in, skill sets to do it. I've but seen different I've things. Seen, I've seen a couple of news stories in Orlando when they're talking about things like that where we have a lot of organizations that are taking advantage of this situation. And again, my question is if 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 you're going to do a story on that and that you're going to do breaking news 
videos every five minutes, then don't do a commercial. Practice what you <laughs> preach then, right? Just go do breaking it for free news. if that's the case. I love it. I love it. Right? Yeah. Hey, so, speaking about breaking news. It's time for Florida Man Stories. This week's Florida Man story has nothing to do Hold with on. Florida. Hold on, can I say something real quick? Oh, jeez. That you just made on. me lose my link. Dude, that is hands down the best part of a show these days. I love it. <laughs> I love the flute. I love the kids. I, I, I just love that intro. My bad. I just wanted to share that, man. That is the highlight for me in the show. <laughs> it really is, man. Well, thank you. So this next story is not a Florida man story, but it's just as stupid as some of the Florida man stories that you will read. <laughs> and it's coming directly to you from New York State. So let's delve into this and project, shall we? So Roswell Park Cancer Institute has fired their vice president in charge of external affairs over Facebook posts. Mm. Now, this is reported in the Buffalo News as well as uh, Spectrum Online News and many other sources. This incident involves two high-profile professionals, one of which who has been fired and one of which who has not. Now, Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center has terminated a top executive for Facebook posts that bashed the current president and his response to the COVID-19 outbreak. Laura Krolzik, Roswell Park's Vice President for External Affairs, was initially placed on administrative leave from her position, but was fired following the conclusion of an investigation into her remarks by Human Resources, confirmed this past Saturday. Hauptman Woodward Medical Research Institute has placed Lisa Lotravato, its Director of Development, on leave for her comments in the Facebook exchange with Krolzik. The institution told Buffalo News, so I do stand corrected there. The institutions acted after the exchange of the two drew criticism uh, as it came out into the papers and moved forward. Now, both Kralzik and Lo Travato previously worked for uh, Democratic elected officials before moving into their positions. Their exchange mm. is shared with the world via screen grabs. And uh, here's how it goes. It doesn't read too well. Rick, you do have the link for this, though, too, right? I got it. I got it right Yeah. Now. I got it. Right so, so. <sighs> you ready? Uh, so Krolzik shared the article, uh, <laughs> an article with a comment and said, vote Trump. And La Travato responded, but we'll waste more than that on wall and space force. Krolzik replied, Trump supporters need to pledge to give up their ventilators for someone else and not wow. go to the hospital. La Travato responded, I think they should be the only ones packed in churches on Sunday. Wow. Krolzik then said, they should barricade themselves in there and ride this out. La Travato replied, yeah. Later, another Facebook user wrote, wow, just wow. So you're saying, yeah, we decide who lives and dies based on political views. So the article continues, Rick. Uh, Krolzik responded, that's literally what he's saying. Take your wow. And comprehend the things that are being said. It 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 goes on. It's it's going. There's so much here. Um, the the discussion of ventilators, the the discussion and external affairs. So the person at Roswell Park Cancer Institute that's that's being brought forward on this here, and this is that fine line, right, between what is the personal opinion, what's the public opinion, what do you do for a living, what what can you yeah. say, what can't yeah. you say freedom of speech, the whole nine. There's there's so much that goes into this. So I really want to lean on you both on this one. But uh, this individual, high-level executive at Roswell Park, fired in response for an exchange about uh, 
uh, about the the president and the vice. Uh, she she was the vice president for external what? affairs who acts as liaison strictly between the government and the hospital on public health and regulatory issues as uh, ventilators are more of a hot topic in the state of New York. So please over to the two of you. Wendy, do you want to chime in first? Cause I'm going to take a while. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, I just got to say people are freaking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really it. it, it uh, that's all look, I got. So, so look, regardless of how, Anybody feels about the president, right? This is not the time for that. It really isn't. And I'm happy they got fired. I really am happy they got fired. Now, I'll be the first to tell you that it's you should be able to go outside of your business world and post what you want in social media. But if you post something that would raise a general concern about how you are going to perform your duties at work and then uh, people lose leadership confidence in you, that is an issue. And that is exactly what happened. That one person who said, wow, are we really going to make life or death decisions based on political affiliation? That's exactly what everybody sees. It's exactly what everybody sees. So I'm glad they got fired um, because this is not the time for that and now so it's with something as a cancer research institute it's it's that's a i don't want to say touchy subject now that's touchy subject anytime so the the cancer institute uh, they did respond a short time later with a statement saying the remarks made by the former executive vice president who at the time was not named were extremely inappropriate they do not reflect the opinions of roswell park or senior leadership and uh, they did go on to state that this individual did earn $226,580 in 2019. And uh, the behavior is not tolerated at this organization if any team Good. members act in a way that does not accord with that commitment. We will take swift and appropriate action just as mm-hmm. we did in this instance. Specifically, you know, political things aside, uh, the, the discussion of potentially withholding ventilators. I think is what threw a lot of the community up in arms in the uh, in the yeah, news article that's, there. That's, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty harsh. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it well, I mean that one, or they should all packed in certain churches. I mean, come on, folks. I mean, I get it. You may be upset for 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 what is going on politically, but to actually go off like that and to and to make people believe that this is what exa- – somebody high level in this organization, that is their qualities. Yeah, they should be gone, and I'm glad they were fired. I'm expecting a lawsuit. I'm pretty sure they are going to yeah. get a wrongful termination lawsuit. They'll figure that out because I know protected concerted activity is in there, and that's going to be challenged. But you know what? Good for the HR department for stepping in and doing exactly what's right immediately. That's a that's, strong that, investigation that a good process, story. though, too. You know, I mean, from the date that some of these no, things not. went out there, though – for HR it's to not, jump on it, do their investigation, you don't think that that was effective? No, no. It was effective, but it wasn't hard. Everything's on Facebook. This yeah. lady decided to throw that on there. They don't have to get a no, statement from anybody. I, I wasn't saying it was hard, like complex, meaning meaning hardcore. Like they went right to town on that. This happened March, oh, gotcha, 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 March yeah. 27th at 12.56 p.m. So yeah. between the 27th and today, what's the date of the recording today? The 29th. Today is the 29th. And this article came out yesterday. They did their investigation in 24 hours. Boom. That's right. <laughs> well, because it, it was, well, first of all, they jumped in fast and everything was essentially done for them. 
right? All right. you got to do is go I mean, to I'll Facebook. Just, hey, is this your Facebook account? Did you post yeah. it? Yes, I did. Okay. Boom. Boom. Fired. Now, I'm, now, I'm with it. Now, wait, but here's the thing, because I've, I've actually conducted investigations like this about what people put on Facebook. The big question is, well, that wasn't me. That was my fiance who put that on there. I'm like, all right, but they're representing you. You have to show me that that wasn't you now. Wait a minute. Let me share something. Mm-hmm. Let me share something with you here, because this one article has a screenshot. This screenshot uh-huh. does not look like a Facebook post. That looks like a post on Messenger. That looks like a private messenger no, conversation, no, right? No, it, it's it a, says like and reply. reply. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a reply. Okay. That's Facebook. That's Facebook. Reply to a post. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was on Facebook. And man. you know, it also depends. I mean, um, you know, where do they get their funding from? All there's so all these things, you know, and then if it's a, it might be in yeah. your clause as an executive that you have like a more morality clause and things like that. But the fact that they're Healthcare in the midst of a health crisis, right? In the midst of Thank a health you. crisis, and says, uh, "Fine, I don't care what you think about, you know, a lot of the other stuff in there, the religion People and the politics." Help. But it's like I'm going to withhold ventilators. You know. <laughs> Out of here, fired, 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 fired. I mean, if they yeah. were uh, maybe the executive director of uh, of of that type, same work for maybe a dog food company, that's different, right? But you're actually the executive director in charge of I, like a healthcare facility I don't know, dude. overseeing the ventilator. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know, dude. Some people, if you if you introduce something out there that animals might be hurt, man, they get all, all right, up I in take arms that back. I didn't mean anything things, about man. the dogs. Come I didn't mean on, nothing dude. Like that. What's uh, going on with the dog, dude? I love my dog. What are you talking about, <laughs> honey pipe? For in, in oh. your coffee, you're coughing well, on honey. Yeah. Pie. Oh my god. Thank, your god. thank God we're not standing next to Sanitize him. that. Sorry about that. It's just a, it's you know, here, a very faint just, dry cough. Let me <laughs> jump in real quick about some getting up in arms and something. So, you know, I posted something and I firmly stand by it um, just last week about, hey, uh, hey, jo- I, job seekers. Remember when you had the upper hand and you wouldn't fill everything out in the application and you went to <laughs> assessments? Well, guess what? We've got the upper hand now. You want a job? Fill out the damn assessment. And some HR, you know tight wad is like that's that's so rude and blah 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 i'm like no it's freaking true but you're right i mean mean, you're right you know and at the same time i also say hey if you gotta lay people off you get rid of the poor performers and those with the shitty attitude absolutely to go oh but they have families well they should have thought about that before they were an asshole at work it's not only that it's not only that having a family is not a prerequisite of the position right? right so that doesn't matter Right. Well, I mean, it should matter to you as a human being, but you're 100% right. You should make a decision based on the shitty performance and the people with the shitty attitude. They need to go out first. Yeah. And, I, and the, the HR people, the HR people that are protecting those people, they should be gone too. Yeah. I hear you. you. Know, why, why are these people even here? Why did you have to wait for a crisis to fire them? <laughs> and and, and now it. we're in the uh, the more digital workspace, more people working from home. So considerations of, of things online, this could be something that gets addressed much more deeply as, as things move forward. I mean, if someone does effectively have things locked down to their trusted friends and family and they share an opinion, it, shouldn't that be respected, though, at the same time? Sure, I can respect your opinion, but if it violates my values or your or, or my rules of the workplace, you still can't work here. Agreed. 
Agreed. Yeah, it's opinion should be there. They should be respected. But if it doesn't coincide with the value and the core values and the policies of the organization, you're going to be promoted to a customer. Love you guys. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, I love you guys. Absolutely. I really do. Yeah, promoted really to a customer. That's right. Hey, we are That's at right. that hour in the show uh, where we need to hit final thoughts and goodbyes and uh, get get the show on the road here. Ricky does have some more meetings today. So, Wendy, first over to you for some final thoughts and contact info. Sure. So, again, final talks. I know we were all over the board today, but, you know, we're we're all here to help um, employers that don't know where to go. So, please, again, I have a lot of free advice on my website and on LinkedIn specifically. So, go to my website at thehrlady.com seriously, no charge. Although I would love to get clients out of this. That's not what it's for. And then um, my uh, LinkedIn is Wendy Sellers, uh, VHR lady. It's just Wendy Sellers. And, you know, anybody needs any help, just let me know. Everybody else just stay, stay, stay safe and, you know, stop touching things. (laughs) (laughs) Ricky, over over to you. Oh boy, wish we had more time for that one. Um, <laughs> so yes, so there you go. Hashtag stop touching things. Um, that's going to be trending here after the show get, goes live. Um, no, look, it, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's, uh, this is very fluid. You got to do what's right. Go ahead as a business owner, do what's right. Consult with HR, consult with an attorney. And remember, don't aim for perfection, aim for consistency on what is right. If you keep focusing on what's perfect right now, you're going to be sorry disappointed in three hours when things change again so just keep focusing on the right thing to do keep focusing on your employees and don't forget they have families they have kids and please keep that in mind when they're working from home and you hear a lot of things in the background understanding is going to be the key word for the next three months jc do you have any final words and some of the best ways people could reach us oh got it got it it. (laughs) i didn't want to jump in there yet brother all right so look Get a hold of us, Podcast HR through Twitter. You've got Facebook and Instagram, HR Talk Podcast. Email us at hrtalk at Biasco or call us or text us 407-501-8425. Let us know what's going on. A special thank you going out to Wendy Sellers, the HR lady. David Miklas, our intern, Senior Executive Lucy. Our associate producer, G. Big thanks going out to input and feedback from three different listeners on comments and things contributed to the program today. Also, big thank you going out to our registered nurse, uh, part of the secret society of people that shall not be named, and we're going to maintain it that way. Thank you for sharing what you have on behalf of all of us here. Oh, yeah, Rick, go ahead. I'm sorry, dude. Real quick shout out. Keep the music going. Keep the music going. Real quick shout out. Medical. Why are you slowing it down, dude? Keep it going. We're out of. The, there's I not just, a lot of music left. I had to rewind. Oh, it. fine, fine. No, look, man. Because <laughs> rewind. Because you just mentioned something really crucial, man. We got to get some shout outs to some people out there who are really doing a stand up job. And I'm talking about the medical staff. I'm talking about the people at the gas station. The people who are still doing their job. Yes, they got a paycheck, but they're still going out there. The peop- the silent heroes. I want to mention that out there right now. The silent heroes are your electricity are your power plant workers because buddy let me tell you if that goes down the people who we're saying are heroes which really are are going to have nothing to work with so everybody out there that still has to work 
thank you. Be safe and focus on your safety, focus on your families, and we will get through this. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of everything that he just said, as well as the stuff I said before, I'll wrap up my final thoughts and words here. Instead of saying drive safe, have a good night, stop touching things. Have a good night. Awesome. Take care, guys.